What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Proverbial Life Podcast. This is a podcast that encourages Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. What's going on, y'all? I hope everyone's doing well. Let's get going. Tonight, we're going to have a discussion on spiritual warfare. So as you come on in, I'd like you to get settled, get your tea, get your coffee. I don't know how late you drink coffee, but if you drink coffee late, get your coffee. And we're going to break down a writing by a well-known Puritan. A writing by a well-known Puritan. So as we share this video, subscribe to the channel if you've not done so. Make sure you hit that notification bell so that you are updated every single time I make a video. Also, if you would, please consider supporting the ministry by going to patreon.com backslash proverbial life. You can also go to PayPal, Team E. Ramirez, Cash App, Dallas on Team E. Ramirez, and Venmo at Edward-Ramirez-75. Alright, y'all, get into it. Let me turn this down because it is a distraction to me. All right, here we go. Um, all right, we're going to get into it. I want to open up tonight with a passage, very familiar passage, Ephesians chapter 6. This is starting at verse 10, going down to verse 20. This is the whole armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you may extinguish all the firing, all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And as for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. That is a classic verse when we think about spiritual warfare and the reality of it and the necessity of us as believers putting on the full armor of God. So tonight, what we're going to take a look at, what we're going to discuss together is the topic of spiritual warfare. Now, when we consider the topic of spiritual warfare, there's all sorts of gimmicks, there's all sorts of antics that you can find online, that you can find in a book, all sorts of uh, actions and really circus-like actions that you can find from people who are quote-unquote authorities in the area of spiritual warfare. And it really varies depending on the denomination, depending on the background, 
depending on how long the person has been a Christian or how long they've been, um, you know, walking in their authority and holding on to their mantle. These are all, these are all, uh, this is all lingo for someone who is uh, anointed to deal with the demonic. Now let's say this on the outset, spiritual warfare is real. We read that right here in Ephesians chapter six. Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Right? So, so the devil is scheming and we are to stand against him. How? By putting on the whole armor of God, by putting on the whole armor of God. So how do we put on the whole armor of God? What is the whole armor of God? Well, it's right here in our text. And so we need to heed to the word of God. We need to listen to what God's word says. We need to obey what God's word says. And as we do so in this battle against spiritual forces, we are able to stand firm in the Lord, not our, not in our own might, not in our own strength, but in the power of the spirit of God. And there are many hucksters out there, many people out there who will quickly give you the remedies for spiritual warfare at the price of $9.99 if you purchase their book or at the price of, you know, a conference or whatever the case is. But brothers and sisters, you have all that you need in the word of God. Now that said, tonight, as we consider Ephesians chapter six, we're also going to talk about 10 helps, 10 helps against Satan's devices, 10 helps against Satan's devices. Now there's a small pocket-sized book written by a brother who has long been with the Lord now. His name is Thomas Brooks. Thomas Brooks wrote a book, and I have it over there. In fact, let me get it. Hold on. Here we go. Thomas Brooks wrote a book titled Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. This is a precious book. This is great. Um, as you can see, this is how I do with my books. Just mark them up, highlight them up. It's like a little coloring book. The content in this book is rich. It's rich. So tonight what I want to do is, instead of giving you all my favorite quotes from this book, because we'd be here for hours, as you could tell, tonight what we're going to do is I want to look at specifically 10 special helps and rules against Satan's devices. So we're going to look at 10 special helps and rules against Satan's devices. Now, if you would like to follow along with me, the article that I'm looking at is actually in the description below. If you would also like to purchase the book, you can do so in the description as well. So go down there if you want to get some of those resources below. But let's get right into it. We're going to look at, as we get started, the first help. What is the first help that we have as believers, to fight against the devil, to resist the devil. Let's look at the first. The first is this. If you would not be taken by any of Satan's devices, then walk by rule of the word of God. Walk by rule of the word of God. In other words, walk closely to the Lord by way of the word of God. He says, when men throw off the word, then God throws them off, and then Satan takes them by the hand and leads them into snares at his pleasure. See, when you 
turn away from the word of God and in pride or in the chase of some kind of um, static motion or external pleasure, um, you know, the pleasure of having authority over demons or whatever that pleasure is, when you push away the word of God, then the word of God is no longer at your defense. And now you open yourself up for the devil's snare. And so here, Thomas Brooks says that you should not throw off the word of God, that you should hold fast to the word of God. And in holding fast to the word of God, you will be helped. He says here, he says, um, who, he says, he who thinks himself, hear like a rattling here. There we go. Okay. He says, he who thinks himself too good to be ruled by the word will be found too bad to be owned by God. And if God does not or will not own him, Satan will, by his uh, stigmas, overthrow him. Those who keep to the rule shall be kept in the hour of temptation. So the first step, the first help that we have when fighting this spiritual warfare is to walk by rule of the word of God. Secondly, the second help that we have, uh, shout out to everyone who's watching. Let's see here. Greetings, sister. Grace and peace. Good to have you here. Uh, the second, the second help that we have, this 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 uh out of the ten special helps and rules against Satan's devices, the second help is this: as you would not be taken with any of Satan's devices, take heed of vexing and grieving the Holy Spirit of God. So, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Hold fast to the Word of God and don't grieve the Spirit of God. He says this, he says, the divine spirit is very tender. If you grieve him, he will certainly grieve and vex your precious souls. He goes on to say, it is the spirit who is best able to discover Satan's snares against us. It is only he who can point out all of his plots and discover all his methods and enable men to escape those pits that Satan has dug for their precious souls. So don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Hold fast to the word of God. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He goes on to say, man is a weak creature and no way able to discover Satan's snares nor to avoid them unless the spirit of the Lord gives skill and power. Lastly, Thomas Brooks says, the spirit of the Lord is your counselor, your comforter, your upholder, your strengthener. It is the spirit alone who makes a great man too great for Satan to conquer. So don't grieve the Holy Spirit. That's our second help. Our third help, he says, if you, third help, if you would be if you would not be taken by any of Satan's devices, then labor for more heavenly wisdom. Labor for more heavenly wisdom. He says, Ah, souls, you are much in the dark. You have but a little wisdom compared to what others have and compared to what you might have had. And then he goes on to say, Most 
But he says, but the most wise Christian who sees, avoids, and escapes Satan's snares, that is the person who will receive help from God. He goes on to say, our souls, you you had, he goes on to say, our souls, you ha, you had need of a great deal of heavenly wisdom to see where and how Satan lays his baits and snares and wisdom to find out proper remedies against his devices, and wisdom to apply those remedies seasonably, inwardly, and effectually to all your own heart, to all your own hearts. So, uh, and he goes on, that so you may avoid the snares which the devil, excuse me, which the evil one has laid for your precious souls. He goes on and says, lastly, if men would see there, if men would see the fair face of wisdom with mortal eyes, they would be in love with her. So we need wisdom from God. We need the word of God. We need to make sure that we're not um, grieving the Holy Spirit. And thirdly, we need to make sure that we labor for more wisdom. We need wisdom from God. And that should be our prayer when we are experiencing any type of spiritual warfare, whether it be uh, the flesh, the world, or the devil, right? We cling to God's word. We make sure that we're keeping short accounts with God, making sure that we're not grieving the Holy Spirit. And then we make sure that we are pursuing wisdom. We need wisdom from God. Well, fourthly, our fourth help is this. The fourth help, if you would not be taken with any of Satan's devices, then make immediate resistance against Satan's first motions. Right? This is interesting. He says, it is safe to resist. It is dangerous to dispute. Now, let's pause there, because what do we see in these groups that seek to fight against Satan? You see them yelling at Satan. You see them casting him into the pit. Right? You see them cursing Satan. You, know, they, you see them binding him and loosing him and doing all these things. And Thomas Brooks, I believe, accurately says that we need to make immediate resistance against Satan's first motions. But how? He says it's not safe to resist. Uh, it, it, it is safe to resist. It is dangerous to dispute. So we resist the devil, but we don't dispute with the devil. Right? We, we, we do not dispute with the devil. He says Eve disputes and falls into paradise. Um. He says, Eve disputes and falls in paradise. Job resists and conquers upon the ash heap. He who will play with Satan's bait will quickly be taken with Satan's hook. Whew. He who plays with Satan's bait will quickly be taken with Satan's hook. The promise of conquest is given to resisting, not to disputing. James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Ah, oh, souls, uh, were you better at resisting than at disputing, your temptations would be fewer and your strength to stand would be greater than now it is. Come on. Come on, Brooks. Though he's dead, he speaketh from the grave. Right? We, we are to resist the devil, not to dispute with the devil, not to yell at the devil, not to scream and to, 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 to curse at the devil and do all these silly things we see people doing because he's defeated and yet we are to resist him. 
All right. Well, that's the fourth. The fifth help that we have. The fifth help, if you would not be taken with any of Satan's devices, then labor to be filled with the Spirit. Labor to be filled with the Spirit. Here he says, The Spirit of the Lord is a spirit of light and power. And what can a soul do without light and power against spiritual wickedness in the high places? It is not enough that you have the Spirit, but you must be filled with the Spirit, or else Satan, that evil spirit, will be too hard for you, and his plots will prosper against you. You see that? So it's not enough that you have the Spirit. We need to be filled with the Spirit. He goes on. He says, if you are not filled with the Spirit, Satan will be too hard and too crafty for you and will easily and frequently take you into his snares and make a prey of you in spite of your souls. Therefore, labor more to have your hearts filled with the Spirit than to have your heads filled with notions, your shops with wares, your chests with silver, or your bags with gold. So shall you escape the snares of the of this fowler and triumph over his plots. Luther says, a holy gluttony is to lay on, to feed hard, and to fetch hardy draughts. I'm saying that wrong. Uh, hardy draughts. Until they, until they be even drunk with the abundance of the Spirit. Oh, that there were more such holy gluttony in the world. In other words, people of the world pursue more drink. Well, we are to pursue the Spirit of God and be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Now, this isn't talking about a second baptism, right? This is, this is pursuing God according to his word, making sure that we are uh, not grieving the spirit, making sure that there aren't uh, areas of our lives where we're compromising or we're, uh, you know, making like secret compartments of our lives, making sure that our hearts are sincere and pure before the Lord, right? Uh, uh, Thinking on God's word, meditating on God's word, desiring to obey God's word. These are all components of what it looks like and what it means to walk in the spirit. And that's what we need to do. We need to think God's thoughts. We need to have God's word filled into our minds and into our hearts. So we need to be filled with the spirit. Our sixth help, he says, the sixth help, if you would not be taken in any of Satan's snares, then keep humble. Keep humble. He says, a humble heart will rather lie in the dust than rise by wickedness and sooner part with all than the peace of a good conscience. He says, humility keeps the soul free from any darts of Satan's casting and snares of his spreading. He says, the devil has least power to fasten a temptation on him who is most humble. He who has a gracious measure of humility is neither affected with Satan's offers nor terrified with his threatenings. Come on. Come on, somebody. 
That's a fact, right? You're walking in humility. You recognize humility is th- this idea of, you know, r- recognizing who God is, who you are in light of who he is, recognizing that all you have comes from him and, you know, confessing these sins before God, pride, arrogance. And this is, this is in large part what we see in many of these movements that are about casting the devil out um, is that it's a lot of flesh. It's a lot of self. It's a lot of, uh, you know, almost like a, a superhero person who goes forward and fights the devil and wins the day and cast out these demons. And, you know, it's this man of God who has a mantle on him. And, you know, these are, these are tactics that Christians, every Christian who has the spirit of God can do. We, we cling to the word of God, make sure that we're not grieving the Holy spirit. uh, Make sure that we're filled with the Holy spirit. Make sure that we're walking in humility, right? These are these are the steps. These are the tactics that we have against Satan's devices. Well, number seven, the seventh help. If you would not be taken in any of Satan's snares, then keep strong, close, and constant watch. Keep a strong, close, and constant watch. He says, a sleepy soul is already an ensnared soul. That soul that will not watch against temptations will certainly fall before the power of temptations. Satan works most strongly on the imagination. Then the soul is drowsy. The soul's slothfulness is Satan's opportunity to fall upon the soul and to destroy the soul. As Josiah, uh, as, as Josiah did uh, the men of Ai, the best way the best way to be safe and secure from all, from all of Satan's assaults is with Nehemiah and the Jews to watch and pray and pray and watch. So make sure that you're not sleepy, right? Make sure you're not taking your Christian walk. Uh, uh, make sure you're taking it seriously, right? It isn't just, well, I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. Praise God. No, we're in a war. Right? You need to be reading your Bible, studying God's word, meditating on God's word, thinking God's thoughts, watching your life and your doctrine, making sure that you're not putting yourself in compromised positions, making sure that you're keeping short accounts with God, making sure that you're uh, 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 you know, glorifying God by loving your neighbor. And all these things matter. Right? All these things matter. And, and, and Satan sees and he's watching and his minions are watching. And, and, and we resist the devil by holding fast to the word of God. Our eighth help, Thomas Brooks. Again, I'm reading from uh, this uh, handout that you can find in the description section. These are 10 special helps and rules against Satan's devices. We're talking about the topic of spiritual warfare and the need for us as Christians to recognize that we are in a war and that we are fighting against Satan and his devices, and we have what we need in order to fight in that battle. We have the full armor of God is given to us in Ephesians 6, and we are to put it on, and we are to fight the good fight of faith, as Paul told Timothy. So this is the book here. If you'd like to purchase the book, you can do so by going to the description below. All right, let's go to the eighth, the eighth help. 
If you would not be taken with any of Satan's snares and devices, then keep up your communion with God. Let me take a sip of my tea here. All right. So keep up your communion with God. Keep up your communion with God. He says, your strength to stand and withstand Satan's fiery darts is from your communion with God. A soul high in communion with God may be tempted, but will not easily be conquered. Such a soul will fight it out to the death. Communion with God furnishes the soul with the greatest and the choicest arguments to withstand Satan's temptations. Communion is the result of union. Communion is a reciprocal exchange between Christ and a gracious soul. Communion is Jacob's ladder, where you have Christ sweetly coming down into the soul, and the soul, by divine influences, sweetly ascending up to Christ. Beautiful. Further down, he says, Job keeps up his communion with God and conquers Satan upon the ash heap. Adam loses his communion with God and is conquered by Satan in paradise. Communion with God is a shield upon land, as well as an anchor at sea. It is a sword to defend you, as well as a staff to support you. Therefore, keep up your communion. Come on. Keep up your communion. Number nine. Number nine. The ninth help. If you would... Not be taken in any of Satan's snares, then do not engage Satan in your strength. Do not engage Satan in your strength. Now, I know this goes without saying, but it is important because, again, we see all kinds of tactics and antics done by people, and it is the flesh, it is the work of man screaming and yelling at the devil and cursing him and doing all these things. That's the flesh. That's their strength. And so he says, but every day drawing new virtue and strength from the Lord Jesus Christ. What does this look like? Father, this morning, said, go out, help me. Help me to walk closely to you, communion. Help me to draw from your word as I meditate on it, as I think about it. Lord, Keep me from the evil one. Help me to resist the devil so that he would flee. Help me to walk in the spirit. Help me to walk in a way that is honoring to you. So very practically, what does this look like? Maybe you have an IG account and you can spend hours on there looking at reels. Guilty of that, right? I don't spend hours on it, but you can spend time just wasted looking at these things. Well, sure. You're having a good time, having a good laugh, fine, whatever, right? But those are habits that we're contributing to that could make us weak. We're not spending enough time in the Word, not spending enough time in prayer, not spending enough time in godly conversation, particularly on the Lord's Day, where we should be focused on God and thinking about how we can rest in Him. There are so many snares, so many obstacles that can veer us away from the best thing to do. And so what happens? Little by little, you find yourself being weakened. And 
Then the test comes, the true test. Those were all little tests. And then the true test comes, and you wonder why you fell. You wonder why you went back. Now, we're not going to be sinless, right? That's not what I'm saying. But we have to be strong. Well, how are we strong? We should be strong in the Lord. We should be strong in the Lord. And so he says, every day, drawing new virtue and strength from the Lord. He says, when the snare is spread, look up to Jesus Christ. When the snare is spread, look up to Jesus Christ. All right, let's look at, let's look at our 10th. Let's look at our 10th help. This is our 10th help. He says this, if you would not be taken in any of Satan's snares, then be much in prayer. Prayer is a shelter to the soul, a sacrifice to God as a scourge to the devil. Prayer, 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 prayer. He says, watch and pray, as Jesus said in Matthew, Matthew 26, 41. You must watch and pray and pray and watch. Pray. He says here, tell God of the love of Christ, of the blood of Christ, and of the intercession of Christ for you, that a way may be found for your escape. Tell God that if you will make it, if you will make, oh, is it? Tell God that if you tell God that if He will make it His honor to save you from falling into Satan's snares, you will make it your glory to speak of His goodness and to honor to save you from falling into Satan's snares. Sorry, this is small print here. You will make it your glory to speak of his goodness and to live out his kindness. He, lastly, he says, Christians must do um, as, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this name, someone did, uh, that, uh, that when he could not escape by a way upon earth, went by a way of heaven. And that is the way of prayer, which is the only way left to escape Satan's snares. So, we need to be a prayerful people. We need to be a prayerful people. Always drawing close to God in prayer. Father, we need you. God, I need you. Lord, please. You know, for those of you who are single, you need to pray, God, help me in my singleness. Lord, I don't want to compromise. I don't want to fall prey to the devil's snares. For those of you who have children, you need to pray over your children. God, please keep my children. Don't let Satan destroy them by the things they watch or the things they see or the people they're influenced. Lord, help me to be a better father. Help me to be a better mother. Help me to be a better parent, God. Help me to be focused and pay attention and not live sloppily. Help me to live the Christian life in a way that is an example. God, I pray uh, in, in my marriage, Lord, I pray for my wife or I pray for my husband. God, I pray for my spouse. Lord, keep them from sexual sin. Keep them from uh, uh, keep them from lying. Keep them from deception. Keep them from shame or guilt or whatever it is. God, keep them. And and this is how we ought to pray for one another, because we are in a spiritual war, and 
We are not ignorant to Satan's devices. We ought to pay attention and to know the reality of the spiritual war. Because the scriptures tell us, put on the whole armor of God. So brothers and sisters, that's all I have for tonight. I wanted to read that to you again. If you would like to read for yourself what I just proposed to you, you can do so by going down to the description section below. And there you will see the 10 special helps and rules against Satan's devices. Thank you for those of you who participated in the comment section. I see you. I appreciate you. Thank you for thinking out loud with me. Uh, yes, Michael even said, the Lord rebuke you. That's right. Michael, the archangel himself. Uh, sister says, humility and wisdom being filled with the spirit and resist the devil. Amen. Amen. Watching and praying, examining yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Keeping your communion with God. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone. Thank you for watching. You have watched the Proverbial Life Podcast. This is a podcast where we encourage Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. Tomorrow, listen up, y'all. Tomorrow, I got an episode with some brothers. This is it right here. Let me show y'all. Oh, let me get out of the way. Watson. So, looking forward to that fellowship. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, 8.30 Eastern Time. I love y'all. Till next time, grace and peace.